We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sounds good. Three, two, one. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Nick Day is here, your host, at Nick Day. is 10 as we can find me at Veterans Minimum. As you can find everything for the show, we're still coming in hot. Adjust this microphone right here. What's good, Teddy? Not much, bro. Chilling. What's up with you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited. Thank you. Last minute coming on. Of course, of course. Uh, MP, MP can't make it today. I told him that I won't need him until next week. And then uh, I realized yesterday, I was like, I don't have a guest for tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, I've been mad busy, bro. Like, I recorded I recorded five episodes that are going to come out within the next, like, three weeks. Five episodes, what, in a week or, like, a day? No, nah, I recorded five episodes last week. That oh, I'm, like, okay. Lined them out. up, right. If, you're, if you go to Patreon, cheap plug, you could listen to some of them exclusively. That episode you and Dylan did was dope. I want to do one of those where we don't even have to talk about sports. We just talk about random shit. Like the red flags that had me weak. Yeah. That, that was good. That was, that it was, was good. I enjoyed one, that. That was a fun one. Yeah, we did like uh, we did some sports ones. We did some like life ones and shit and just like mm-hmm. messing around. Uh, Dylan's a man when he comes on these and uh, got some good feedback. He's all right. He's all right? Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> That proper 12 he be jacking and shit. Hot ox. <laughs> yeah, you were not a... Yo, when you came in here before, you're like, yo, bro, I gotta bring some other shit to drink because yeah. that ain't it. Yeah. Damn. I mean, maybe it takes some getting used to. Because, I, I mean, harsh liquor is okay. Like, I can bear it, but that was, like, completely... Like, Chris even said, as soon as I drank it, he saw the look on my face. Because Chris is a whiskey drinker. And right away, he knew something was up. I'm like, yeah, it's a little too harsh. Yeah. It's a, it's an acquired taste. I'm yeah. a fan of whiskey, though, so it's... Mm-hmm. It's a little different, but let me rattle off these Patreon members so we can get right into the show. Got a full slate. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. You get access to episodes early, sometimes a day or two, sometimes a couple weeks in advance. There's one, a podcast with Chill with Bo Templin. Pretty fun episode. He works with Gary V and 1.37 p.m. Roll call for the Patreon. Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platy, Stephen Briggs, Devin Rendon, Mike Wozniak, Jordan Riley, Ryan Pisner. Thank you all for your contributions. For the month of November, $10 tier or higher, we are going to win. You have a chance to win uh, UFC 269. We're going to pay for it. 
$70 value. Pick it out of the hat. Why not? If you guys want to get into UFC and you're in this tier, maybe we'll call your name. Now, we'll do it one of two ways. We'll PayPal you the money, and you can do what you want with it, but it's a $70 value. Congrats if you win it. Okay, Teddy. I want to start that's conversation. dope the the paying for the UFC that's fire look yeah. at you moving on up yeah man uh shouts to Sean Rush he won a Chiefs helmet last month picked his name out of a hat Chiefs was it like a mini one or nah, was it nah, an like actual size replica helmet bro like $200. Well, you order them and then ship it to them yeah I get the I get their address slide that's into the sick. DMs. yeah you may get that Patreon membership after all <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now he won it right no but we had a, we had a good day we had a good day in Fanduel yesterday so you know it might be coming really quick let's talk about that all right because because we're in the group chat with the other degenerates we are josh danny coming on the pod soon yeah med all of us yeah we're in it together how's uh dfs been going awful yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like i said to josh yesterday and then josh like right away he's absolutely right but that's a sign i don't want to say addiction but that's how they get you i said to him all it takes is one week to get it all back which is very true because you've been there Yeah, yeah yeah so you know you you st- you start struggling when the season starts, and Uncle Bill always says too because they also knock down the preseason. So the first four or five weeks, maybe that takes an extra week, is a preseason. You're still trying to get enough because you don't want you want more than a sample size to like you know do research and stuff, and to find out team strength and weakness weaknesses. So um, yeah, the first couple of weeks I just wasn't doing really well. I had maybe one profiting week, and then yesterday, right before lock, I was. I entered the $75 single entry. I had a DAC and Lamb stack, and I swapped it out into the $33 entry because last second I was like, oh, yeah, um, Redskins pass fun- – uh, sorry, Washington football team uh, pass funnel. Mm-hmm. Brady's going there. Were they coming off a buy or no? They were, yeah, They yeah. coming off a buy? Like and it, coming off oh a loss like, prior to yeah, that. Yeah, like it just all lined up for like yeah. amazing, just great, you know, offensive production and just literally shit the bed, shit the bed so bad. But um, I ended up coming in second in that contest. I profited almost two k, so I mean it, it was good. It was it was a nice week. Um, so yeah, it could have been way more. Like I said, that contest that I was originally and I'm getting off topic. Sorry, I would have came in second and it would have been five k. So it would have been an additional to whatever I had won. Yeah, I talk about it all the time. Contest selection is so important. It's just as important as making a lineup. Almost, yeah. I agree. Because if you you can run a Three dollar hundred fifty entry max lineup could run that in a twenty five dollar single entry, mm-hmm. and that team might win you three k in that single entry, but in the three dollar might win you like twelve bucks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's just the yep. the range of outcomes, and it's so volatile. <clears throat> GPPs, but yo DFS, I've I've really narrowed down to like I do three lineups a week. Mm-hmm. I do a fifty to a hundred dollar single entry main and then i do the five dollar single entries for both slates i haven't mm-hmm. been able to play as much as i want to but also like i've i've probably broken even if i didn't play qualifiers continues <laughs> to haunt me bro about that yeah dude i did a dfs analyzer and this is embarrassing when i saw like the total number i want to do that for mine because I, I looked at it it was a while ago but i want to do it now because i've been playing i've been playing dfs since 2015 i've lost close to $35,000 on trying to get qualifiers. And, and listen to this. It factors in the 8K I won in the King of the Hill the first time UFC did it. Mm-hmm. And I came tied. I tied for third. And I won like 8200 No, okay. 6700 around there. Mm-hmm. So that accounts for that too. Oh, man. But I've just, you know, 
King of the Beach, live finals, yeah, just over time. For about two, after my big year in 2016, 2017, and 2018, I was going for like the $2 million first prize, just like $300 a week, yeah. just dumping into qualifiers. It's it, cra- and it's it's literally the worst thing for your bankroll. Nick Alvarez was at our uh, football game yesterday. Shouts to Twin Nick. He's been on the pod before too. And he was telling me how, is there a way that you can always win in DFS? And I was like, you have higher chances of winning if you do double ups. Yeah, of course. But it's boring. Yeah. You're not going to screenshot a double up. Yeah. It's not, it's not lit. Well, that's the other thing too. It's like a formula. You could put together a format or like a, um, like a process where you use 60% of your bankroll, more than half. Maybe even so do it like this. Do 70% cash games and then 30% GPPs. So if you do hit on your cash games. It can hedge out. Yeah, it'll hedge out. And you'll even be positive because you're playing 70%. So 70% of your money you're doubling up. And then the 30% you're just, you know, taking a shot on GPPs. No, that's a good approach. You could do something like that. But it's slow building though. But over time, it's it's very similar to when you talk about like sports betting. If you could pick 55%. Think about it, bro. 55%. We went to public school. That shit is failing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. ain't showing your mom a fifty-five. She'll be like, get the, get the fuck out of the. But crib. in the sports world, fifty-five percent, you're a winner. Yeah, think about it. You're if like you shoot the man. Th- uh, fifty-five percent from three, the Hall of Famer. That's yeah. Steph Curry numbers, yeah. even better. Yeah. Right. So fifty-five percent of your picks, if you're right on them. So that's the thing with it's it's a slow building process when you're doing and double. Also ups. with the cash games, if you cash a cash game and you double up your money. It's so much better to have some type of green as opposed to like just losing three, four hundred dollars on the week. It's crushing. Oh, absolutely. It's crushing. Like say you win like three hundred of it back, then you're like, all right, I only lost a hundred. It's not yeah. that bad. Yeah, it was me on UFC on Saturday. I entered like one forty and I won a hundred. I'm like, all right, it could have been go. worse if I didn't yeah. win a hundred. I entered that lineup you gave me too. Almost came in last. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Uh, we'll, we'll forget about that. We'll forget about that. Happens. One. Yo, I want to ask you this question. I don't think I've ever been this far into an NFL season where I can't narrow down two teams that I'm overly confident in that can win the Super Bowl. There's like 12. I agree. It's Which is why really DFS has been so hard because you usually have those teams you could just you know put your finger on and be like, I'll, yeah. I'll always have a stack of this team that'll – like it's been the Chiefs as of recent. Right. Now it's you don't know. Right. There is that. There's also, I think this is the, the most wide open the NFL's ever been. Um, I want to rattle off the teams right now, the top like four, four seeds, the division leaders in every conference. So we got Titans, Bills, Ravens, Steelers as of right now. Then we got Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys, Rams, Bucks. The reason why I said the Cardinals and the Rams is because them two, it's like, it's almost a shoe in who, unless something bad happens to the quarterbacks. They're going to make the playoffs. One's going to win the division. The other one's going to be the five seed. Mm-hmm. Probably m- might even be the favorite against whoever the four seed might be, depending on what the matchup turns out to be. But <clears throat> That's pretty wild. How do you feel about that? Like, Do you agree with me in the sense that I, I can't narrow down to like, like this time last year, you knew for certain the Chiefs were going to win the AFC. You just could pencil them in. Yeah. They're like, yo, they're cruising. Yeah, they've had some hiccups. But overall... Their defense wasn't playing this bad, and you just knew that, all right, this team could go in. Uh, Yeah, I agree completely. Um, There's some comfort, especially, and you tweeted it, with the Chiefs. 
I wouldn't go as far as saying they're back, but it was good to see them play well and them clicking on offense the way they were. Because now you could put that team back in the hat. Who was who did you name from that division? What as far it was, as it was uh, the Chiefs that you named? As far as the division leaders? Yeah. They're, are they are they yeah, no, they're, they're tied. They're they're the division leader right now. Okay. They're in first. Weren't yeah. they tied though? They were tied with the they weren't tied with um no Denver lost yesterday. Every, everyone had five wins in that division right, party okay. yesterday, yeah. Gotcha. And then when, when the Broncos and the Chargers lost, the winner of that game last night mm-hmm. would have been first in the division. Your Super Bowl pick looks really good, the Rams. I, I definitely have some stock in the Rams. As a big loss with um Woods, but it was like it's crazy how that worked out because they actually signed OBJ before that injury. Right. So imagine like Green Bay stepped in and got him and they had a chance to get him and now they can't get him because Green Bay signed him. So it, it worked out perfect almost. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate because Robert Woods was such a big part of their offense where getting Odell was a luxury. I was going to say, yeah, I saw you tweet that. It was a great point. And now it's a necessity. And now it's a necessity. Now you need him to elevate and be a... I'm big now on Van Jefferson. I think it benefits him the most in terms of production because he slides right into the two now. Yeah, I think he's the two. And then OBJ will work in the slot. And, you know, they'll, they'll find ways to get him the ball in, you know, open field, end arounds or whatever, like a quick slant for him. Right. You know how he – you were a Giant fan when he played on the Giants. You yeah, know how explosive yeah. he is. But I think it benefits uh, Van Jefferson the most. And they were big on him. They drafted him to be that guy. And maybe not a two, but, you know, to be a, a, a intricate part in their offense. Well, I also think they let go of Deshaun Jackson – one of the reasons why was to get more targets for Van Jefferson. Exactly, so they could let him grow. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the Rams, I like the Titans. So there's teams that, like, so they lost They lost uh, Derrick Henry. Right. Huge loss, obviously. But it's not a season-ending injury, so he'll come back at some point. Now, took, can they withstand Took the words him? right out of my mouth. They have the easiest schedule now remaining. Yeah. Their wins without him have been very impressive. Yep. All good signs of a solid ball club where you have your main guy on offense out and you're still competing and dominating. It's fair to say they dominated. Yep. They dominated the Rams, and that was a tough game against New Orleans yesterday too, who yeah, also yeah, needed yeah. a win, and they pretty much dominated them too. So, I mean, I I wouldn't pick them, but that's definitely a team I have my eye on. Uh, my Super Bowl pick, the Bucks, had a really bad loss. Um, are they leading? They're leading the division right there. What are they? Six yeah, yeah. and two now. They're, uh, five and they're no. six and three. Six and three. Okay. They're first in their division. Saints okay. right behind them, five and four. Carolina now with Cam. Shouts to Cam. We can yeah, wear this again. great shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I, it just feels great. Uh, the world, the universe is coming back together. Britney Spears is free. Let's go. They said Katy Perry de- uh, dyed her hair. I saw it on Twitter. Dyed her hair black again. She Let's was trying go. all these funky different hairstyles yeah, out. Like pink and, shit. and Lindsay Lohan's acting again. Act. She's yeah. She's acting again. And Taylor Swift just cut promos on like Jake Gyllenhaal too. Let's go. Like, like the world's coming back. We got Cam <laughs> back. Like let's go. I'm winning. I'm winning GVPs again. Like Let's go. Let's go. Baby. You're next. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um. So uh, every team, every NFL team has a bad loss. Right. Sometimes too. Yeah. Throughout the duration of a season. It's a long, gruesome season. So, I mean, and the Redskins, for what they're worth, they're not as bad as their record shows. I mean, they've laid a lot of eggs. Their defense highly underperformed, up, yeah. you know, thus far. They put a really good game together. Sad what happened with Chase Young. Out for the year now, 20 Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. I feel yeah, because he was getting a lot of heat from people, too. He wasn't having as good of a year. And there's some people that felt as if he was overrated, too. Like, if you look at... He's such a he. 
he's like DK Metcalf in the sense where like dudes just look like they should play football. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you have that like Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Shout out to Hunter Renfro. <laughs> I love that picture. Yo, AJ Brown picture. and Metcalf shredded and yeah. it's like Renfro like looks like he works at Blockbuster. <laughs> has a dad bod like yeah. to, to, good to for him power. though. But yo, Chase Young, yeah, that's that sucks for them. Taylor Heineke balled out yesterday too. Yeah. He just plays well against Tampa Bay. But, dude, it's just – the NFL is so so fascinating. Another reason why is what you were just saying now. How many teams have bad losses? Some have two, right? Think about this. Denver beats the shit out of the Cowboys last week. It was 30 nothing, mm-hmm. And then they score those two garbage. Time yeah, it was 30 nothing for 30 all we're concerned. Yeah, I'm not counting yeah. those garbage TVs. 30 nothing On the road against Dallas. Beat the piss out of them. <clears throat> Dallas then obliterates the Falcons – who at the time they were the seventh seed in the playoffs? Were they really? Yeah, coming wow. in the yeah. NFC. The it, wild card is bad. Like Minnesota, I know you have a soft spot for Minnesota. I do, Uncle Bill. That's why. For as bad as they've had <clears throat> wins and losses, huge win for them yesterday. Huge. Massive, massive. Yeah, and they've they've underperformed. They've been weird, like uh, on upsets and underdogs with Will. I was like, yo, they're just weird, bro. He's like, yeah, yeah that's a perfect way to yeah. just describe them. But going back to that, Denver beats the shit out of the Cowboys. Cowboys beat the shit out of the Falcons. They also destroyed the Eagles. Eagles go into Denver a mile high, and Jalen Hurts is MVP? Like, yeah, I'm saying, and you guys hate on me because I like Jalen Hurts. He's a better fantasy quarterback than a real quarterback. It's Yeah, that's fair to say. I agree with that. Um, but is he better than Dak? Because he went into Denver, and he put up 30 on, on the Broncos, right. and then Dak was at home. Yeah. And off of a bye and some rest. Yeah. Or no, they weren't on a bye. Nah, but he was coming she off was the rested, injury. He was rested, yeah. So he was well rested. I mean, he looked fine yesterday. Like, right. they just didn't, you know, that, play that's well. That's why the NFL is just so strange, man. And then Tampa Bay loses as a double-digit favorite. Yeah, on the road. But also, if you factor in, they're coming off the bye and they lost prior. I'd love to see Brady's record off of a bye. It's like Andy Reid probably, right? It's got to yeah, be insane. Been, well, last year they came off the bye and they won the the five straight going into the playoffs. And That's then right. Just ended up winning the whole Super Bowl. But it's weird, man. Like Buffalo comes back yesterday and steamrolls the Jets. Yeah, I know it's Saw the Jets, coming. but they dominated them. Yeah. But then they lost to the Jaguars. Last yeah, week. yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's been a wacky, wacky season. Yeah, last last week especially. Last week was so I got lost in the eliminator pool. I'm still sick about that because oh, you know what? No, because I was gonna take the Steelers or I would have taken the Ravens. So you would have lost. So I would have lost. Yeah. And oh, I one forgot year, about the Ravens, too, on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, the Ravens, exactly. So I thought it was going to be another one of those weird weeks where it's like, oh, my God, just bet all the underdogs now. I, I like the Bucks still. I mean, it was my preseason Super Bowl pick. The Chiefs are starting to, you know, catch their stride, hopefully. Like you said, it's wide open. Um, but if if I had to bet, I know it was a bad loss, but they have a cupcake next week. So let's see how they bounce back. They're at home Monday night against the Giants. Look for them to just obliterate them. <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is this, bro. That Brady sees the Giants logo. Yeah, he might it, get a little nervous. But Eli, number 10 ain't under center, though, so yeah, take it easy. Fact, it's a, a completely different uh, <laughs> completely different uh, team. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting another team. Buffalo, I do like, but again, uh, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? What do you think? If you if you had to buy stock in a team or, you know, bet. Like, I gave you $1,000 to bet on a team right now to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. You're going to go with your with the team that you picked? Don't be don't be boring. Don't be vanilla. Nah, no three condoms. Two, two rubbers. Here. Okay, so here's the thing, right? We're recording this prior to Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen the Rams with Von Miller and how they work OBJ in. Mm-hmm. 
with forgot that about said, Bob Miller. With that said, right now, the favorites, the Bills plus five fifty, Bucks six to one, Rams seven to one, Packers and Cardinals plus eight fifty, Dallas nine to one. The next AFC team you see is the Kansas City Chiefs at ten to one. Now this will win the Super Bowl per win bet. I there's a part of me I wanna say the Packers. Mm. They're going to get Bakhtiari back. Mm-hmm. They're going to get Jair Alexander back. And they're going to get one of the Smith boys, Darius Smith, I believe, back. Mm-hmm. Three All-Pros from last year. Rodgers coming back, too, because of the COVID stuff. They lose Aaron Jones for one to two weeks, MCL. But A.J. AJ Dillon, Dillon yeah, just, pick up where he left off. Just a baller yesterday. Yeah. And you still got Devontae, 39. I just, bro, is there any other pairing that you put your life on the line if needed to to get a third down than them nah, two? Nah, nah. And it's crazy because, like, they don't even – he'll do, like, a hand signal, like, something like this or like this. Yeah. And they'll know what it is. Like, it'll be like – it won't even be anything crazy, but they're they're so in sync. It, 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 for a defender, it's a nightmare. Like, a corner, if you've got to guard him one-on-one for, like, five yards, it's impossible. So, I want to say right now, I want to say Green Bay, when you factor in what they're getting back. Mm-hmm. And um, upside. And, yeah, with the upside of the guys coming back. And their division is pretty much locked up. You, yeah, yeah. Only Minnesota. No, I agree. Really I them, agree. No, I don't but, think they will. I don't think they will. Yeah. B- big game this week, though. Very big game. If Minnesota can win that game, that yeah, that helps them. So helps their case. L- let me ask you that question. What what team would you pick? Based off of those odds, the, the Chiefs, ten to one. You can't count them out. Nah. A lot of people are, and I, yeah. I get it. Yeah, they looked bad, but I mean, they beat a division team yesterday on the road. Actually, pummeled them. To be honest yeah, with you, they, they, that was a statement. Like, you know, don't forget about us. And also, how about this? They signed Melvin Ingram. He made some big plays for them. Chris Jones, they moved them back inside, mm-hmm. right? It's his like, original spot. His original spot. That's where he became all pro. And people yeah. were like, yo, he's like uh, like Aaron Donald kind of impact. Not to that extent, yeah, but Aaron Donald mean. is like a, he's different. Bro. Once like, in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. he's different. He can rush off insane. the edge up the middle. And, they got some corners back also. And D- Darrell Williams is a running back that they could kill the clock with. Like, yeah. dude was playing well. Using that catch he had, too? Come on. The catch was crazy. That's insane. As a running back, that's crazy. Mahomes throws five touchdowns yesterday. Of course, yeah. not to Kelsey because I played with <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Oh, but, but Kelsey killed the Raiders again. Oh, yeah. And just, he does. Just, just but that's okay. Them. Over the middle, like, you know, those 15-yard ins yeah. or even an out route, whatever. Like, just that middle of the field he owned. So, I mean... Listen, man, a lot of people have wanted to see Green Bay and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And right now, from a betting perspective, I would love to to bet that as a Super Bowl matchup. And you can right now. You could get 29 to 1 odds. My whole thing, especially last year, Brady beat Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes. That's the gauntlet. Like, Oh, I said it too. I tweeted. I was like, "Yo, if he goes through these three teams and beats them, and they were road teams on every game, yeah, yeah." And if he does that, like, come on. So until I see someone beat Brady in the playoffs, because I know the regular season, obviously it's impactful to you know how the postseason plays out. But for a team like that, they proved it last year. They don't need the top seed. They just need to get into the playoffs healthy, and then it doesn't matter. So I want to see, like, again, I said, I like the Bucks because of Brady. And when it comes playoff time, you know that. It's just certain people are going to perform. Um, and the Achilles heel for the uh, for the Packers was always the Seahawks. The Seahawks had their number in the playoffs. So now the Seahawks aren't really yeah. relevant. 
So they really pretty much don't have to worry about them. So back to what you were saying, 7-1 with the Packers, if they can get home field, Lambeau, they get all those guys back, they're healthy. Rodgers is clicking on all cylinders with Adams. I, I like I like the Packers too from a betting perspective. But 10-1 to one on the Chiefs, I mean, you can't beat that. Nah, man, it's, it's uh, from my odds perspective, those are definitely enticing. I want to push back a little bit though on the Titans, bro. There's something about them that I still don't like. And I don't even think it's like Derrick Henry, but I think it's 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 time we have the conversation. I think I think my boy might be done. Daniel? Nah, Julio. Oh, Julio, sorry. I think yeah, I don't know why you took it. I think Miles saying Julio might never erupt again. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I think I can't play him anymore, man. Yeah, that poor guy, man. He's on IR now. He'll be back after uh week twelve, I believe, but just you, you know, it it was the enticing off-season move, right? Like of course. Getting in there, A.J. Brown opposite Derrick Henry. Yeah. And it just seemed like he don't got it no more, bro. He can't stay healthy. That's yeah. a huge That's a huge issue. You know who the new Julio is, not obviously to that level of talent, but Robbie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, please, bro. Please, for the love of God. Oh, How many straight weeks did you play with DFS? No lie, I was like four or five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I texted Josh in the beginning of the week. Bro, I'm going to pull the text message up right now. I forgot exactly what I said. I'm going to just type in Robbie Anderson because it was so recent. But I said, I'm like, you know who I'm going to play with? Because after they signed Cam Newton, yeah. I said that. I was like, oh, I was like, he has to, anything has to be better with anybody else under center than what he had. Which is and, and it's not even it's not even the quarterbacks though. He's dropping passes. I He's know, I know. abysmal. Well, he had that that two game stretch where he had like twenty five targets and three <laughs> catches. <laughs> Yo, but dude, while you pull up that text, man, there's something about Tennessee. I just I can't figure it out. I just don't. I don't know their defense. What they're missing play. something? Yeah, like there's something about them. Like I don't know if if you look at the AFC, right? At some point, you're gonna get into a shootout with someone. It might be Buffalo. It might be Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, if you run into the Chargers, hell, even if you run into the Ravens, bro, like yeah. the Ravens, yeah. they were second in the league coming into week week ten in big plays, plays of twenty yards or more. They were averaging five and a half big plays a game. Um, you know, the Bengals maybe if they could turn it around and get into the playoffs, like there might be a game where you got to put up thirty points, and I don't know if they can with Tannehill. That's what I think holds them back. Tannehill. I, I had a feeling you were going there. I do agree with that. And I, I like Tannehill, though, because like I've made the case for him in the past. Like, Dude was putting up really good numbers when he first got to Tennessee, but there's just something about it. You guys I play. found the text. So I go I go to the like the general chat. I'm like, I'll give you guys one guess who I'm playing in FanDuel this week. He's a wide receiver. And Josh right away, like not even a minute later, he goes Robbie Anderson. I was like laughing my ass. So let's go. I was like, we're back. Cam Robbie with a handshake. And clown, I didn't play him. Yeah. Oh man. He go. Oh, then then Josh replies. He goes. He goes laughing my ass off, man. <laughs> he goes. You giving him more chances. Than that? <laughs> <laughs> you know. He said that. So, yeah. He's like you giving him more chances than. Yeah. He's just. He's crazy. God. <laughs> but, t- Titans, man, just something about him. I just, <laughs> I just can't figure it out. I just can't figure it out. So all the all the good ball clubs, all the good football clubs can win football games in like a whole bunch of different ways. They could grind it out because their defense and run game, offensive line. Um, they Buff- can shoot it out. Yeah, Buffalo, Matt Breida now, running back RB1. Like, what the hell uh, is that shit? More fuckery. Oh, my God. <laughs> Diggs should have had. If Diggs went oh, – well, 
He went I, off though. He had a good game. He went off, but he could have went off. He could have went way off. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm cool with twenty, but he could have easily had thirty plus. Easily. Yeah. You don't agree? No, yeah, for sure. But that's what I'm that, saying. That, uh, people have been waiting for the Stephon Diggs game because last year he led the league in receiving yards, and like this year there's been a lot of like Dawson Knox and Sanders has popped off, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, all these guys. That's what I'm saying. It's like and it's like you still guess. have that guy on the outside, and you finally got him, got him going. Um, what is it? What is it about New England? Do you like what you're seeing from New England? Impy Impy thinks they could win the AFC. I think that's that's a yeah, stretch. Nah, it's a big stretch. In the end of the day, for as much as Bill Belichick is there, it's still a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And there's just something about it. He's Look, really good, though. Nah, he is. He's really, really good. But he also threw for 198 yards. So this isn't a dude that threw for like 400 yards yesterday. Like they Fair. still they still Fair. protect him a lot. He made That's not his fault though. It's not. It's the system in place and the team is really good and they're not making him do anything that he's not comfortable with. Right, that's fair. Great point. What I was going to say was there's this stereotype for rookie quarterbacks where you don't want them to hurt your football team. Where like, okay, we're going to we're going to we're going to do the baby the, them in. Yeah, we're going to do the I formation from Madden 19 and like, you know, extra protection two tight ends and you're going to do a five-step drop, three-step drop and you're going to get rid of it. Yeah. Option route, hot route, whatever. 5-yard outs, that's it. Slants, that's it. No 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 more nothing too dangerous or risky. Whereas I think like eventually like how you said, if you get to the next step, if Impy's saying they're going to go, can you see him, you know, airing the ball out and and beating a team? Hanging up a whole bunch of points. I like what I'm seeing in New England because they're scheming. It's always Belichick. He knows how to scheme. Their defense played really well. The Browns aren't for real. That was embarrassing. That's so pathetic what happened to them. Um, and yeah, I mean, he didn't even throw for 200 yards. But the, for some reason, and eventually it's going to get to that point where they're going to have to, you know, cut the leash off and just let him go. Let him let him be free and, you know, do his things Because... He's not going to throw for 200 yards and then win the game all the time because their defense is going to play like the 85 Bears every game. You know what I mean? You know, the th- the thing about them, and I, I hear what you're saying. He just hasn't been hurting them. That's the thing. You know, he, he takes care of the ball. Yeah, yeah. But they've also played in games in which it hasn't gone. They haven't been down two touchdowns and he has to throw from behind. And that's where I want to see him. Like, it's it's it, it was the old Andrew Luck factor, right? Like, Andrew Luck was... There was no quarterback in the league when he was playing down 14 that I wanted to have the ball than him. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Watson was good too, yeah. Yeah, both are not playing now. He was my favorite, Deshaun Watson. Do you yeah. think he's going to play? I thought he was going to Miami. I thought it was I thought it was set in stone, deal was done. It's, I mean, at this point, like, there's no way that we see him this year. Well, yeah. And then taking a whole year off, bro, and coming back, like, if he does, and then you still have to worry about all that nonsense that's happening. It's it's a shame, and I, I hope he gets held accountable if he is convicted. Because obviously, what he's doing is there's you know, there's no worse for any of that. But if he's if he is innocent, you know, it's kind of like how Colin Kaepernick was blackballed, not to that degree, but you get what I'm saying. Like, say he is innocent, and you know they were because it's more than one accusation, so chances are it probably is true. It doesn't really mean that, but. You know, he loses his whole NFL career because of those accusations yeah. as well. You know, you have the other side well, of it too. Like, do you I, think a team I, would take a, a chance on him? Like, he, say he is. Here, here's the thing about the NFL, and you just look at history. Dudes get chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if you're point. talented, you're gonna get a chance. Yeah, it's a good point. Mike Vick got a chance. 
Dante Stallworth got a chance. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Plaxico Burris. Mm -hmm. Though he did it to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But I mean. But you put people in harm's way. Who's the other one? The Jet player. Uh, Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. You're, if you're talented, bro, people put up with your bullshit. That's a great point. Yep. And that's just the history of the NFL. Mm -hmm. So if this stuff goes away with, with Deshaun Watson and he comes back, he'll probably end up getting punished because this isn't a. The NFL didn't come down on him. No, no, the no, Texans no. Texans just were no. like, yo, you're not playing. Yeah, which and, is fair. And they both mutually agreed to not, I'm it's not going to play for them. It's got to get Because all up. this stuff really started, the Watson holdout stuff started when like they hired that coach who's like 65, Cully. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? I didn't even want him. And you he didn't even ask him. He was yeah. a franchise player and right. you didn't even come so to him to consult. there was a rift before right. where he was going to hold out. And then when all these allegations came up, that's when the Texans was like, yo, you know what? They Stay stuck home. it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay home. Think about it, dude. It's so bad in Miami that they were willing to give up all those picks and assets to bring in a dude who has this massive hurricane above him. Mm -hmm. That goes to show you that if you're talented in the league, dude, they're going to put up with your stuff, man. Yeah. To a certain extent. Of course, of course. But he's going to get a chance. And now, I mean, how is that taking Bro, Greg off? Hardy got another oh, chance, yeah. dude. <laughs> That's crazy, and he might have one of the worst. Like, no, nah, I think the I think the craziest was Kareem Hunt because he was on video. Yeah, I think that was the craziest, and then Greg Hardy's close second. Um, but like taking a year off, I mean, well, Greg Hardy was audio too. That was on. Yeah, that was on. But yeah, man, going back to that, like taking the year off, year is... off, and then having to go play. I mean, I don't think it's that. It's not like a lot of it is mental. With the way he plays quarterback, of course, a lot of it is athleticism too. Yeah. Um, like, what do you think? You think he'd be the same player? Do you think a year I, off would do him well? Nah, I think I think it's so hard to it's so hard to gauge it. It's so hard to gauge. It. But then again, you could say like, what if he tore his ACL week one and like he missed the whole year? Yeah. Right? Like Brady missed the whole year because mm -hmm. he got hurt after they went undefeated. And ironically enough, Brady was like, "That was going to extend my career five years because of that wear and tear." And now look at him, right? So wow, at a yeah. high level. But it's just... Uh, and what do you... Do you think he's training? <clears throat> I would think so, yeah. He's got he's just, it, right? I don't think he's just chilling. Yeah, like how uh, Le'Veon Bell was. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell became like a rapper. Living had, life, like, streaming, yeah, yeah, going yeah. to club promoter. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was doing it all. I remember we were in South Beach, and this girl that we know down there was going to get uh, two, like, VIP things to go sit, like, next to Le'Veon Bell for Danny, because it was <laughs> Danny's bachelor party. And we were just like, yo, I, I was like, yo... I want to I wanna come. Le'Veon Bell was like on the flyer. And I was like, look, my buddy, he's a big Steeler fan. It's his basketball party. He would love to meet him, his favorite player and shit, whatever. I don't even know if it's his favorite player, but sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, like I met Dan Levitard in South Beach. I was like, yo, I'm a big fan. Like, nah, <laughs> yeah. not really. But, you know, you just showing love. Yeah, yeah. Smooth, uh, smooth <clears throat> a little bit. But um, yeah, dude was like everywhere, man. Dude was like everywhere. But I want to go back to uh, the Patriots. We got super sidetracked on a couple yeah. of stuff. But again, the the analogy of being down double digits, I want to see Mac Jones in that. And on the flip side, like with the Browns, I mean, Impy and I have been talking about this for a while. Like, and it's just becoming more and more apparent that I don't think Baker is the guy there. And it's been so bad in Cleveland. And I know it sounds like verbatim me saying the same shit over and over again, but it's true. It's just been so bad there where you're settling for not good. Mm -hmm. but it's been better than what you've had. Absolutely. It's like when people get into these relationships, that person still treats them like shit, but it was better than that what toxic they were waste that to, they right. were right, with. Right. 
So to the point. that might be the same thing with Cleveland. Because, yo, they, they have... I mean, they haven't been that bad. I mean, look a year removed. Look at last year. Yeah, they've been, like, they've been <laughs> winning games with him. But how much of it is him and how much of it is, like, everything around them having to be perfect? Like, he That's needs to true. have Nick Chubb. He needs to have everyone the best healthy. offensive line in football. Yeah, bro. Prior to this week, they re-signed the two guards on their team. Like, the offensive line is there, I believe, until 2024. Can't get any better. And you get steamrolled like that. Bro, just no show. Just like, yeah, I, no excuse. For that. I was so I, that was sickening to be honest with you. And then their defense on top of it too. Stevenson, the running back for the Patriots, was like Walter Payton. For real, running that's wild. what I'm saying. Like the defense too is yeah. just getting exposed. But I don't know, man. There's just something in Cleveland. Yeah, they need a shake up for sure. Yeah, Baker. I, I can see them franchising him because he's due for an extension after this year. Mm. And you saw what Je- Josh Allen got. Lamar's going to get paid now, too. He's not in that tier, though. Not nah, even close. he's not. But I could see him getting, like, a maybe a Ryan Tannehill deal. Look, he's going to get, like, north of $30 million. He's yeah. just going to because that's just what it is now. Mm-hmm. And also, the, the biggest question is, what do you replace him with? It's easy for you to be like, yo, I don't want that guy to be my quarterback, but what's available? Yeah. Now, next year, there might be some quarterbacks available. Who knows what happens with Aaron Rodgers? I don't think Rodgers goes to, like, Cleveland. I think if Rodgers does somewhere leave Green warm Bay, or West Coast, yeah, it might be somewhere like a Denver, West Coast, but like a contender, a team that mm-hmm. like y'all, like how Brady, yeah, Brady went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, the weather is nice and shit, but it's also like yo, I got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I yeah. got their front seven weapons, good defense. Yeah, I'm gonna get to pick yeah. and go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna be an interesting dynamic, man, to see what happens. Is there anything else that stood out to you from Week Ten? No, it just felt good to get it right for once. <laughs> you know, like we predicted. I mean, not predicted, but I mean, I mean the Cowboys they bounce back, but the the Eagle, the Falcons are so inferior. Like they're they're just that's another team. And also like you you could tell too um who were they missing? Oh, Ridley, yeah. So they're obviously not the same without their without their number one guy. So the question yesterday was will the Falcons be able to answer? When the Cowboys make their move, and obviously not, nah, they they, they don't have much there. But um, no, yeah, just a couple couple bad losses for a couple teams like the Chargers too. Another Super Bowl pick of yours. I wouldn't say it was a bad loss, but I mean, that's a team you should beat. They're two and three at home. They're three and one on the road. This is the Chargers. Minnesota is is they're good but bad. Like they're just weird, man. I, I feel like that's such a perfect way to. To describe Minnesota. Because they got Kirk Cousins. Best INT TD ratio. TD to INT ratio in the league. Um, but that, that game against Dallas. I didn't mean to cut you off. So that game against Dallas on Sunday night. Like, come on. It was just flat. Gotta yeah. win that game. Yeah, you have he to He didn't make And you have to. And, like, he's another one where, like, go make a play. You know, like, what are you waiting for? Go tuck the ball and go take off for one. Go run. Go, you know, try and run somebody over. I know, you know, you, that's not your thing. But. They needed a spark, and they needed you know someone to make a play, and no one really stepped up to do that. The last thing I want to mention about Week 10 before we move on, got some NBA stuff I want to run by you and talk about. I, <clears throat> I'm really excited to see how Cam and Carolina is going to turn out. And also, I want to see what happens with, to look ahead a little bit, Week, week 11, the Bills play the Colts. I think we're going to learn a lot about both of those teams. Like, yo, the Colts, another team. Colts and Minnesota are 
legit the same team, man. In a way, like they both want to establish the run. They got two stud running backs. Jonathan Taylor has scored in seven straight games. But they just have bad losses on their schedule. And I think ultimately at the end of the year, if they don't make the playoffs, you'll look back and see like, damn, how do you blow those leads to Baltimore? Ironically enough, both of them lost to Baltimore, being up fourth quarter, double digits. But it's, I don't know who to trust, man. Still, I don't know. I'm still going to lean to Buffalo and the Chiefs. And it might be because, yeah, a little bit of a homer bias in the sense where they were my preseason predictions. But... The AFC is so wide open, man. Bengals were in first two weeks ago. Now they're on the outside looking in. They're okay. 10th. So it's just still a long season. Mm-hmm. 17 games. Same thing with the Browns. The Browns were what? 4-1. and one, Yeah. Right? Browns were 4-1 and one also. Or I not? believe so, yeah. yeah. And they're falling apart as well. So, yeah, I agree. It is, everything's wide open. But I think you can rely on those old reliables like Tom Brady, Bucks, Packers, Rodgers, Rams. The Titans have... Um, pretty much established themselves to you know be relevant. Uh, the Bills. Uh, who else am I leaving out? Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs too. That's a that's a, you talk about big games. That's a big game next week. Chiefs. Uh, Cowboys. Mm. That's gonna tell a lot for both of those two teams going forward as well. You know, like the, the Cowboys lose that, then it's like you know who have you really beat aside from New England and New England? They haven't really beat anybody, right? I mean, their division isn't that good. The NFC East. Yeah. And now you got the Chiefs. If the Chiefs beat them, now everyone's back on the Chiefs bandwagon. You know, they have two good wins. 425 game. That's going to be a banger. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs stack two for all the money. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's talk a little NBA, cause uh, <laughs> that's what we came for. Yo, you always you have me dying, bro. You'll be sending me clips. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Of like things happening, you're like, yo, I talked about this on the pod, my pod now. Yeah. <laughs> Just like <laughs> shit. Chris too. Chris got to hear it too. But uh, you know, every team's played about like thirteen to fifteen games around there. Um, I think we have an idea of what most of these teams are are. Uh, what's a team that has surprised you so far this year? And I think there's there's a couple of obvious ones, especially in the East. But kick us off, man. What's what's something that surprised you so far in the NBA? Well, it's got to be the biggest story is the Wizards. Yeah, it's got to be. Saying, it's yeah. got to be the Wizards. Um, they're playing great. Um, Bradley Beal finally has some help. Well, first of all, he's been out. His grandmother just passed away. I have him in fantasy, so like I follow that guy. 
but um you know like day-to-day news and stuff and what's going on with him but he's been out and they've been playing just as well as when he's in you know mm-hmm. they haven't really missed a beat Kuzma's playing great Montrez Harrell off the bench you got Dinwiddie who's another stud that can help him you know score um hand ball handling duties you know they still got Rui Hachimura the uh kid that they drafted from Gonzaga who's hasn't even you know no one even <laughs> I was talking to Danny about it no one literally knows in the in the Wizards organization like where he is and like what he's doing he just like went MIA he had some personal reasons going on like mental health stuff and uh Dan- I was talking to Danny he's like yeah no one knows like where he is I don't know if you look and uh you could check it out what the latest report on him was because I think it's he's training and he's looking to come back sometime within the next month or so I think was the last thing I saw but I mean I don't know how much of a help he would be but in terms of like what they drafted in their entire roster they're not even at their full potential I think and they've surprised a lot of people they've been playing great well what's crazy is you think of that trade right Mm mm-hmm what they got in return for for Westbrook, and they gave a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a first. round They got pick a first too. round pick. And look, it's been a little shaky with uh, the Lakers and Russ over there. But uh, and I mean, how can it not be the Wizards, bro? It's gotta be. You know, Rui Hachimura was one of the more coveted rookie cards to get your hands on because he's the first Japanese yep. player. I remember and, like that market too. I had my buddy Ben Wolfen on, and we were talking, mm-hmm. and uh, he brought like a bunch of cards here. And I was being, like, super ignorant. I was like, yo, bro, what are you showing me this Rui Hachimura car? Like, he ain't Zion. He's like, nah, bro, like, because of the Asian market, sports cars, like, that's one that you want to really get your hands on. It's a good sure. point. I didn't even think of that. But, yo, um, I think the the other th- subplot to the Wizards, and I was talking to Danny about this, too. Shouts to Danny. He's a big Wizards fan. Mad random, but he's a Wizards fan. <laughs> this makes it more likely that Beal would want to stick around, too, because... Mm-hmm. You can't use the excuse of, yo, I want to go and win when currently right now you're first in the East. Look, still a long season, but Kuzmas Kuzmas fit in pretty well. Kuzmas. Kuzmas. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, KCP. Like, these are guys that yes. are playing big big minutes for them, too. KCP, I forgot about him. Uh, Real Neto off the bench has been playing great. They, they have a good mix of guys that play, that just gelled. And, and uh, Scott Brooks is coaching them, too. You got to give him credit. Right? Word. Still a coach there. So, I, uh, it, yeah, I agree with you. That would be the surprise for sure. Second most for me, I would go with the Cavs. Um, Evan Mobley, I think, is the front runner now. By for the way, it's not, uh, it's not yeah, Scotty Brooks. I, I, when I it's said not, that, I, th- yeah, I figured yeah, it Yeah, I felt like that was wrong too. It's Wes, Unsfeld, uh, Wes Unseld. Unseld okay. Jr., I can't pronounce that. But yeah, I just pulled up the roster too. Um, and, like, Davis Bertans is, is getting big money for them, too, $16 million a year. And he was, like, their sharpshooter from three. And he hasn't really been the the home run that they thought, like, steal. I remember reading some articles about, like, steal. Yeah. Mitchell steal. Yo, for me, a surprise, bro, got to be the Nuggets, no? Yes. No Jamal Murray still, right? They are third in the West at the time of recording. They're nine and four. They pay big money to Michael Porter Jr., which at the time when he got the contract, I was just like, whoa. Because mm-hmm. now it's... It was right before the season, too. It was right before the season. <clears throat> and this this happens in all sports where one of two things happen. It happened with Jalen Brown, right? And it worked out where now with Jalen Brown, like that contract is cheap. Mm-hmm. What he means to the Celtics, how good that next leap was for him. But you pay that money to Michael Porter Jr. 
and now it's no longer a dude who's on a rookie contract. Now he's being paid big money. You gotta produce. Now there's expectations. Yeah, it was cool when you were getting 15 a game and you were making three million dollars or whatever his rookie contract was. Yeah. Now you're on a max. Now it's nah, bro. You have to deliver every night. And Jokic coming into the year, no MVP winner had worse odds to repeat the year after. Usually a guy that. wins MVP, comes in as a top three favorite. He was like ninth. So, and he's been balling. Shouts to his brothers. Take no shit from nobody, right? Like, that was really <laughs> But they, they grew up in a war zone. Like, yeah, what do you yeah, expect? Yeah. Like, the, the Morris brothers barking up the wrong tree. And so, Yoke is 25 a game. Leads the team in rebounds and assists and in steals. And he's just been... It's it's really just been him, man. No one means more to their team than him. I would confidently say that. Because without him, they're not they're not they're nowhere near. Okay, so so right now, who's more valuable, him or Luca, to their team? Tough, right? Yeah. Well, then if that's the case, then I would say Paul George too. I throw Paul George in there. That's another good one. But I would say I would say I would say Jokic is more valuable because I was just gonna at say at least Porzingis. I know Porzingis is I was gonna say you could make I was gonna say you could make an argument or you know a case for either, but I would go with Jokic too for that exact reason. Because of at least Porzingis the, you have something. If you have roster. Jokic, then what do you have? Yeah. After Jokic. Yeah, man. It's you know, you just look at their team and it's, you know, it's Compazzo, Austin Rivers getting playing time, Jeff Green. A bunch of civilians. And he's the only guy averaging 20 or more. Like, Will Barton's played well. And he's he just got injured. He's out for a little bit now. They're, they're surprising to me. To to be 9-4 and four with the injuries, not guys not producing, and Jokic just carrying the torch. Yeah. How about the Cavs for you? I mentioned the Cavs, too. Cavs 9-4. and four. Evan Mobley, Rookie of the Year, front runner in my opinion. That's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. This rookie class seems to be legit, legit. And you were high on the class last year, I remember. Yeah. I remember you were like, yo, LaMelo is like all-NBA guy. Book yeah. it. And he came out the gates hot, and then he, you know, he got hurt. Kind of derailed. They had a chance at the playoffs, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yo, you look at the rookie class this year, man. Which one do you prefer? I'm going with last year's because... Anthony Edwards and LaMelo. I don't think there's going to be a player, potentially maybe could be, but I don't think there's two players, let alone one player, that are going to eclipse those two guys. I'm LaMelo and Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards may end up even being better than LaMelo. I'm, you know, I'm really big on LaMelo, yeah. so I don't see that happening. But, I mean, it could. And if it did, it really wouldn't surprise me. Um, I feel like this class is deeper, though. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's definitely deeper. Like, a lot of guys are getting crunch time. Right away. They're being put in big spots. And not even on, like, bad teams. Like, on, like, you know, potential playoff teams. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, getting burned. Well, look at look at Mobley. He's the cornerstone for that franchise. They were looking. They were tra- they traded. Uh, they got Jared Allen. They drafted Sexton. They drafted Garland. They drafted all these players hoping, you know, to find a franchise player. And they finally got one in Mobley. And, obviously, they drafted all those players in hopes that they would be a franchise player. I don't know how confident they were in that, but they probably they, you know, they probably had the same expectation for Mobley, and now they finally got him. Yeah, Mobley's been a beast. Yo, do you think that AAU has made it easier for dudes to come into the league and just ball? Because you're playing the best of the best, right? So there's no, there's no longer like you're playing at a, a prep, prep a lot of them, and- A lot of them have played against a lot of players at a high level. 
in either that are going to Division One, uh, blue chip school or top conference school, or eventually in the NBA. Like Lamelo played against Zion. He's played against Michael Porter Jr. Uh, might have played against Trey Young. I want to say no, Lamelo. No, 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 not Lamelo. I'm thinking of Michael Porter Jr. But a lot of those guys in the AU circuit play against. And I know AU has been around for a while, so this isn't like a new thing, but. I just think you look at like the last like 10 years, how many guys come into the league and immediately are just like all stars Yeah, in a year or two. I'd also love to see a stat on how many players they've played against that are in the NBA. Because a lot of those guys you'll see, like if you're watching a game. There's that one AAU picture that's going around where it's like, bro, it's the who's who. That's what I mean. I want to try to Google that. Who played on the same AAU team too? There was two players in particular that played against each other in AAU. Oh, I I got the photo right here. So it's like, it's Trey Young. Um, Zion's in there. I don't know, man. Why is it so blurry? Let me see. Yeah, try try to see if you can name name these guys here. Uh, look at that. Oh yeah. But it's it's a bunch of dudes that like. So this all... is the top. This is the uh, this is the game. All right. So you got you got Isaac from the uh, Magic from the Magic. You got. Um, I'm gonna post that picture though. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. He's on the uh, Timberwolves. Uh, I forget his first name. You got Mo Bamba, Jason Tatum, Miles Bridges, Trey Young, uh, Trey Young, Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, and Harry Giles, who played at Duke, went to Oak Hill, and he's on I think the Kings now. Is he on the Kings now? Or I think he might have left the Kings. It might be on the got, Blazers now. Got, the got, Blazers. Yeah. I think he's on the the, the Trail Blazers. But yeah. Exactly. Your point exactly. These are all dudes that play together. And even if even if you're not playing against them in the AAU circuit, like on like head to head, like my my program is playing against your program, they have a lot of all star games, or they'll have a tournament, like a weekly tournament, where all the top teams in the country will um, go and they'll play. I seen something on Twitter the other day. LeBron James is hosting an AAU team, uh, an AAU event. Um, Christ the King from Queens Middle Village is going. He sponsors their high school. St. Vincent, St. Mary, his old high school is going. Right, right, right. Uh, and Sierra Canyon is going, where his son plays now, is going. And then another school. But, like, Christ the King would never play Sierra Canyon or St. Vincent, St. Mary. But because of that event, now those guys will play against each other, and they'll have a chance. You know, who knows? Maybe you'll see three of those kids from that tournament in the NBA one day, and they say they could play against each other. So, like you said, with all this high-level competition and all these young kids and all, all these different tournaments and games going on, a lot of them, when they get to that level, it's like they've been there before, essentially, because they're, they've been playing at a high level yeah, for yeah, such yeah. a young age. Or your competition is so elite that when you go to that next level, dude, it's funny you talk about Trey Young because I think that's the biggest letdown of the year so far for me. I was so high, not Trey Young, but uh, the Hawks as a whole. Oh, okay, that's yeah. Fair. Talking about yeah, say, he had forty-two and ten last night. And they nah, beat the Bucks. And, and look, he's averaging twenty-five a game. And yeah. he's he's playing his usual self. He's up there in assists and league leaders, but like just as a team. And one thing that I really liked about them coming into this year is because you see it, you see it a lot, right? Remember when the Warriors, before they made the coaching change from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr, they went like seven against those Clipper teams, mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, that team is gonna be around. Like if they could keep that core together, young Splash Brothers, Draymond Green, and shit, and then they go out and they get Iggy and they add some veteran pieces, Barbosa, and they take the next leap. Like they go to the conference finals last year, do the Hawks, and they kind of pushed the Bucks to the limit. I know Trey Young like missed the game also, and it was just like 
all the depth that they had, nine, ten guys that could get, you know, 15 if needed. Mm-hmm. And then Cam Reddish had some moments, too. And he was a dude who kind of disappeared, was not living up to the expectations of that class. And, yo, they're five and nine. Yeah. It's been, you know, they were my favorite bet to to come out the East. Like, they were like 40 to one odds. Talking about, like, from a betting perspective. Mm-hmm. But I just love their roster because young teams, they have one of the youngest rosters in the league. And young teams are the ones that care more about the regular season than, like, the old heads. Right? It was the argument that I made for the Lakers. Like, yo, bro, I don't think they care about the regular season. They just want to make sure everyone is healthy and they'll take care of business. Well, one stat that sticks out to me right now with the Hawks, they're 1-8 and eight on the road. Yeah. They're, they can't play on the road. So, I mean, that's obviously a huge concern. Which it's is wild because they won a lot of big games on the road last year in the in playoffs. In the playoffs. Hostile environments. Philly, New, New York. York. Even did they win in Milwaukee? Did they I win believe they, they won. They won some games in Milwaukee too. Yeah. So just that alone, that you know, that sticks out to me. Um. Yeah. And I do agree. Trey Young played a, a a good game last night, but they were home. Um. Did I did yeah? I think Giannis ended up playing, but Brooke Lopez and Middleton are still out. So that you know that team wasn't even at full strength. But yeah, he's definitely been underperforming. Trey Young. You would think that you know after that run he had in the playoffs, he would. Some would be in the MVP conversation, right? If he wants to take them to the next level. Yeah. And, and like how you were saying with the Warriors and, you know, how they were taking yeah, steps, yeah, yeah. you would think that he would want to take that step. And also because they'd be in the limelight now because you finish, exactly. you know, you're one of the four teams that remain. Mm-hmm. And you, you go, I believe it was six. They went six against the Bucks, And you're probably saying to yourself, like, yo, this young roster, regular season, Trey Young now is has legit entered superstardom on a national level, like he was, everyone knew he was a star amongst like the NBA casuals and league pass and NBA hardcore. But when you go to the conference finals, you're entering like primetime TNT slot. Yeah. And everyone sees you and using that momentum coming into next year, they've kind of been a letdown for me and financially let down too. (laughs) (laughs) I have a good, um, a good question for you. Mm -hmm. Your man, our guy, Damian Lillard. What's going on? Because that's another letdown and disappointment. Yeah. Did you hear the reports that were going on about the basketball and all the players that were complaining about yeah. it? Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So um, the NBA has had a Spalding sponsorship for years, years and years and years. And then I don't know what happened. And I guess the contract was up. And now Wilson took it over. So shout out Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, Wilson's had the NCAA for years. They do the Duke for, for the NFL. Um, so you know, Wilson takes the NBA ball over now, and all these players are complaining about the new ball. Remember that one year? I think it was like oh nine, I wanna say. That like funky, it was like trapeze design yeah, on yeah. it, and like they put like these and fibers in the ball. The, the ball would be like a dead spot when it would yeah, hit the backboard. Yeah, like us at 48th Street yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I didn't look too much into it. I just saw a lot of players complaining about the ball. So even you had all the shooters that had Devin Booker was saying that the ball's a little different. Trey Young saying the ball's a little different. Damian Lillard saying the ball's a little different. And then they asked Kevin Durant, you look what he's averaging. He's like, yeah, the ball feels the same. So, I mean, I don't want to say guys are making excuses. I don't, I haven't seen and felt the new ball. So I don't really know. I can't speak on that. But it's got to be affecting some players, especially Lillard. But what about the new rules, too? I would, You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to go there, too. So players like Trey Young, who lived at the free throw line, James Harden especially, yeah. lived at the free throw line. 
with those rules prior to the new rule change, it was either three-pointer or layup. Yeah. The mid-range is like a lost art. You had guys like Michael Jordan, the greatest mid-range player ever. Tim Duncan made a living in the mid-range. Tracy McGrady, another mid-range maestro, they say. How many games did the Suns win last year in the playoffs because Chris Paul just pulling on mid-range? Mid-range. You know what I'm saying? So now you get someone like DeRozan who the peak of his game, he lives in the mid-range. He lives at the free throw line, free throw line extended. So you have guys now where it's like the defenses can tighten up and you have guys where the, the mid-range game was like a lost art. It's coming back now because of these rule changes now. You're not going to the free throw line every other play. You're not chucking it up from throw unless you're Steph Curry. You get what I'm saying? Like the game is, is, is a little different now. It's not how it once was last year where it's it was an extreme. It was either literally a layup or a three. That's it. Mid-ranges were, were at a minimum. Now guys, you know, you see guys, De- De- uh, DeMar DeRozan, he's a top three MVP candidate right now. Well, that was a big issue that fans had about the NBA. It was the game would stop because guys would go to the free throw line and do the flop thing. Or or the worst was the, you know, the three-on-one fast break and, you, you know, the, the hesitation pull up and the guy will crash into you and you throw a prayer up to draw right. a foul. I just got an update. NBA players of the week. Can you guess who they are? There's two of them. One for the East, one for the West. So one of them's a, a layup. Durant. Wow, I thought you would get the, okay. Yeah, that was one for the East. Well, the reason why is I saw he's shooting like fifty nine percent from the field. Come it's on, it's just really wild. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, yo. And that was shout out me. I pat myself on the back. I said he was my MVP. Pick yeah, 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 yeah. And I said Paul George is a dark horse. So all those clips I was sending you, you could go back on the record and check because I mentioned all of that. <clears throat> is Paul George the other one? No, no. Come on. Oh, Curry. There you go. Yeah. I was gonna say don't I let me down. The, I posted yeah, the yeah, that was sick. And they're back. Warriors are back. They are. And if they are. It, you know, I was talking about this on the clip I put up, and I feel like there's a good spot that we can end on. So, for me personally, the three biggest storylines coming into the season Laker roster, how all those old heads, the OGs, how they're going to mesh. Kyrie versus the vaccine stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, let's face it, dude. Kyrie on this Nets team, like the way Durant is playing, like, who could beat him in the East? And then number three was, what are the Warriors going to look like? Can they? Actually, it wasn't what they were going to look like. My thing was, can they stay afloat until Clay comes, comes back. around All-Star break? They're 11-2. and two. Could the last couple of years for the Warriors where they weren't making those deep runs and like Lee and Toscano Anderson and uh, Jordan Poole are getting valuable playing time because of no Clay? And when Curry went down, too, with that injury. I got something for you. You just beat me to it. When Curry broke his wrist, that was a blessing in disguise. Except for my fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> Bro, that, no one could have had worse luck than you. Yo, like, seven of my first yeah. eight picks got hurt within two weeks. Yeah. I quit the league. I'm, that was the first and last time I played yeah. fantasy. I was like, yo, look, I'll pay the league for you, but I can't do this. <laughs> I gave some pushback on that because, like, I was telling you, and we were already agreeing on that, that we didn't think that Clay was going to come back and maybe be the same player that he was. Like, you, there was uncertainty it's, there. It, they right. weren't waiting for him to come. It's right. not like LeBron going out for the Lakers. Like, you want the Lakers to stay afloat so when LeBron comes back, you know it's the focal point of their team. Clay's not going to be the focal point of their team. It's Curry. It's Curry's team. It's, yeah, yeah. It was Curry's team when KD was there. That's Curry's team. Not only were they able to stay afloat, they're the best in the West right now, but when Curry went out with that broken wrist... Like you were saying, it helped their role players and their bench players get some playing experience that they needed. It let them get reps, and it allowed Curry to recharge his body. Word. 
I think that's the biggest key. Yeah. You know, gave him a whole year off. He was able to just chill, take it easy, whatever. He was around the team still, so, you know, his, his presence was still there. He's still the leader. That's a good point. So I, I think him going down with that injury, with that wrist injury, was a blessing in disguise for them more than anything. Because, like, you know, now look at them. They're firing yeah, all yeah. cylinders. And also I feel like Wiggins has found a spot mm-hmm. where, yeah, you were the number one pick. All the expectations and the pressure being in Minnesota, now getting traded, you go to a team where like, yo, we don't need you to be you the man. You can fly under the radar. You don't need to be like the third man. You mm-hmm. be like the fourth guy. He looked good though. He's efficient. Yeah. He's he's attacking the basket. Also he's that system real... gets some such like yeah. good looks. It, it's it's such a seamless. That's why like when Kevin Durant went there, like he couldn't have picked a better team because the way he plays, he's an efficient player himself. It was a seamless transition. I get that, and I agree with you 100. percent I just have trouble thinking of Durant not being able to flourish anywhere. You think he could have flourished on the Rockets with with Westbrook and Harden? Oh well, no, yeah, that's because he already played with them in OKC. But I, I can give you examples where I feel like I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe not because he's so efficient himself. Yeah, but um, that system. Yeah, well, he's an exception. Yeah, yeah, that's he, a, that was a bad example. He's the one guy that doesn't <laughs> that apply was to a bad, right. But you get what I'm saying is the system you can seamlessly transition. But you gotta understand he's a superstar. Yeah, yeah. So for him to go to that team, he really didn't take a step back. You know, it's just they all, it, it worked. I think it's very fair to have questions about Clay. We haven't seen him since the finals against the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And it was an ACL and then an Achilles. 1A, 1B, worst injuries you could have. Yeah. And also his his game, yeah, he's a great shooter, but his game was like Ray Allen, like in and out of screens, mm-hmm. conditioning, like one yeah. of the best conditioned athletes in, in basketball. That's dude. a big key, yeah. Coming out of screens, chasing. He was our number one guy on defense for, for guards. Like he would go up against Harden, he'd go up against Russ, and then you would kind of hide Curry on like Patrick Beverly uh, offensively, where you yeah. didn't need to have him get exposed by like a Harden or some shit. But I think it's it's been amazing to see curry back like curry is just so yeah he's on another level when he goes off bro when he's going off and it's like oh breaking news curry has 22 after yeah. the first quarter You're like yo could he get 100 like, yeah he, he's one of those players that i think could the, I, I, think that post where, I think he's the only player that can yeah yeah because he gets hot and i've done and the, durant durant and too. i've done the roadmap of like him and him getting to 100 points right i know it's a super extreme but like you know, if he hits 20, if he, 25 each quarter, that's not that bad for him. But also his style is like, yo, he could drop 10 threes in like the first like eight minutes of play. Like he could get yeah. hot from three where he could hit 15 threes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's 45 points right there. Yeah. Gets like 15, 20 from the line. Yeah. That's you're over 60 at that point. Yeah. And then like he just has those like nuclear games where he just goes ballistic. Mm hmm. He'd be my number one candidate to get 100. Yeah. I'd, I'd put him one and then KD a close second. Katie's in because he's so efficient. He gets yeah. he gets thirty points on like twelve shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. No, I know, I know. You know what I mean? So say he takes fifty shots one game. There was a game recently. I think he went like nine to fifteen for like thirty two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I love you it. He's so efficient. Um, and the Suns too. The Suns are on a game winning streak. Now people are not talking. Another team flying under the radar, and they were just in the finals. Yeah, eight game win streak. They're playing well. Well, the, I was asking you and Chris on the show, like, yo, everyone's trying to find the. the Last year's version of the song. Why can't it be that? Yeah, that was a great point you made. And I'm not really worried about the Lakers. I'm not. They're right there at the seventh seed. You and Chris said that they would finish. I said they would. I said they would win the West. That was my pick to win the West. Obviously, it doesn't look too good now. But LeBron has been out. LeBron's been out. You know, he's he's coming back soon. 
We know that's LeBron's team. Yeah. No matter where he goes, no matter who he plays with, he could play with the best player in the world that you might think that it is. It's LeBron's team no matter what. So that team is going to go as far as LeBron takes it. And LeBron and the Lakers in that Lakers roster beat the Warriors in that play-in game last year. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I know it looks all good for, for uh, social media and him pointing at people in the crowd. Yeah, it's a regular season, though, so let's not get carried away because they can't beat LeBron James in a four-game in a seven-game series. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much. There was, if you were to give me $10,000 and say, yo, pick any team in the West to win the West in the regular season, I would not pick the Lakers. However, that 10K come playoff time, I'm not picking anyone but the Lakers. Thank you. Smart man. Well, so but that was my, the my biased. And, but I explained difference. it, though, because right. I was so high on them, I can't back off of what I said. I, I called them to win the championship when the Suns, when we did here, we did the, the yeah. finals preview with the Suns and, and Bucks, yeah. and I was already saying the Lakers were going to win next year because yeah. LeBron, first round exit, how fresh he was going to be. Right. And, of course, I jinxed them. You know, how fresh he's going to be. He's already injured. <laughs> but, yes, I can't back up on that word. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with them. The, but the, that team is built for – yes. Yo, AD and LeBron, you're not beating them in a seven-game series. I just don't think you are. Mm -mm. So come playoff time, yeah, I hope they could play the Warriors and oh, be a be plus great. 120. That'd be great. Like, yeah, I'll take them. But regular season, just not. Because yeah. I think now, now, especially with LeBron getting hurt, I think you're going to see it even more like, yo, let's just not have to do a playing game. They're going to go into Denver? They're going to smoke Denver. You think they're worried about going into Denver? Yeah. If they play the Suns in the playoffs, revenge? Like, oh, you guys thought it was good, right? When AD went down, we were up 2-1. Then AD goes down, and now we got banners and shit. Yeah. Y'all going to learn. Re really quick, because we didn't talk about awards. Really quick. I'll run through it really quick. Yeah. So, MVP, you still have... Who did you have? Uh, Tatum. You had <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another disappointment, too. But they'll get Brown back, and I think they'll be in the playoff run. I honestly yeah, do. Yeah. Nah, and but that one's... I have a bet with... You always tell me to rip up my tickets. That's oh, yeah, what I bur burn, burn the ticket. <laughs> um, so, Wes Unsled, I was saying that it was going to be Monty Williams. I didn't even know that this coach... I forgot who he coached under. He, I think I don't think he comes from the the Popovich um, realm. He comes, I forget wh who he was an assistant before, but I, I'm shot. I thought it was Scotty Brooks, though. He's got to be coach of, front row of the coach of the year. Oh, yeah, you would have to. I think the way you do coach of the year is what were the expectations coming into the year and where are you at right now? Mm -hmm. And it got to be. It gotta be <laughs> it's already, yeah. Um, most improved, either Miles Bridges or Tyler Harrell. Tyler. I'm going Bridges, though. Harrell, I would go for six man of the year because the Heat are just. I, man, they're only a, eight and five. That's a team where us two, the way you felt about the Lakers is how I felt about Miami. Yeah. And then how you felt about Miami is how I felt about the Lakers. Like, I want to bet Miami in the playoffs. I, did, I wouldn't have bet them in the regular season. Right. But, man, it seems like they're taking the regular season seriously, too. Mm -hmm. Six but man. Ty, Tyler Hero's been balling, man. Yeah, he has. And he came out with the statements in the beginning that, that like, uh, that I belong complex. in that tier, and then he backed it up. Yeah, man. He's back, and you have to respect it. You have to respect it. Um, and uh, MVP for him is probably going to KD for me. I said that at the beginning of the season, so I'm sticking with that. I just wanted to go over that because we didn't like really mention anything about like a, like first quarter awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's it's hard, KD, especially with Harden not really playing at that level that we've become accustomed to him. And Luca is not getting any love. Everyone was he was getting steamed in the beginning of the season. Like I said, that narrative, the NBA is trying to force that MVP on him, like they did for Giannis and then they did for Harden. And you know he was getting steamed, and now all of a sudden. 
they're like fourth in the West, and they're not even talking about and he him. Yeah, that game. He's not even on, listed. Uh, yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, and he's not it was even. Funny. Listed. There was a there was a meme going around about this uh, this big NBA media personality was like, Jason Tatum is in the gym, and like look at Luca. He was in Mykonos smoking hookah. <laughs> oh yeah, hookah Doncic. Yeah, and then it cuts to it cuts to Luca hitting the three over him, the Come game on, winner. He's he's he was born to hoop, bro. He was like a pro at thirteen. Yeah, he's different. He's different. But yeah, yo. With Luca, it seems forced, but they're they're a top four seed in the West now mm-hmm. too, and that was the dilemma that we had, right? Like, you know, if I was so high on the Lakers not being a top four seed in the regular season, then I should have been able to slot Luca and the Mavs in there. Yeah, because someone had to take their spot. And then you look at Portland; isn't really a lot of issues in Portland. I think that ends bad. I think Portland ends because we spoke about that too on the last pod about how I didn't think Dame. I think Dame was going to retire a Blazer, but I mean it just doesn't stack up to be that. No, nah, he he's had too the- valuable of a, of a piece for a team to not go out and get him, right? Like imagine him on the Sixers. They're yeah. they're in the they're in the East. They're representing the East. I'm taking them over this. I'm taking them over the Nets because the Nets don't have an inside presence. Yeah, I mean you just had him beat and, and Dame. That's that's been like the dream scenario. Because if you're going to get a return for Dame, it got to be someone like Ben Simmons. And I know everyone's off Ben Simmons now. And, you know, a lot of it is on him, too. But Still a baller. Still a baller, yeah. So, I agree, man. I think Durant. Durant, definitely. Um, coach of the year, the dude on the Wizards. Most improved. Bridges. Have you seen Bridges at all? Bridges has been, like, the talk He's of the on town. another from, level. From improvement. But, like, I think Hero, man, is... But So you're going to give him most... Cause I mean, in the you bubble, can't give them both. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, that's true. That's true. Yo, what, how do you think the Zion stuff plays out? Who knows, man? I, I don't even know when he's gonna play. Do you, you have an idea of when he's gonna play? Like, well, so I'm talking. I'm talking about like long term with Zion, because oh. you know for certain, for certain, he's gonna he's gonna sign that max with the Pelicans because he hasn't really made money yet. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy to say because he's like he's made millions of dollars, it's crazy. but. That $100 million salary, he hasn't made it yet. So he's going to sign. But he's like, if I had to put odds on it, he's like minus 2,000 to sign that extension and within eight months be like, yo, I want out. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a fair assessment. Because you need to take that contract if you're Zion. If you're Zion's yeah. people, if you're Zion. To Williams, lock in capital. Yeah, you can't, you can't like can't take mess a risk. around with that. Yeah, nah, especially you, how he's been. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You got to take that, that upfront money that the Pelicans are going to give you because they have no choice but to give it to you. And it sucks if you're the Pelicans, too, because I don't know if I would want to give him that money. Because I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to sign that contract and do what every NBA star has done in recent memory. Guys sign a big contract, and then they want out. Mm. You just constantly see that. And it sucks for the franchise because you have no leverage. The NBA, this player empowerment, is dope. I'm so for the players. You get drafted by a team, you have no rights to what team you want to go to until you test free agency. But now with player empowerment and LeBron James starting this, it's like, yo, I give you seven years. After that, I want to like leave. Yeah. At least I'm telling you, Melo told the Nuggets, yo, I'm going to leave. So either trade me now or you're going to get dick for me in return. So I respect that. But it's, it's how I feel about the running back in the NFL. Like, I just don't know... I'm with both sides. I'm with the team, and I get the team, but I'm with the player, too. Got to get the player, because without the player, there is no team. There's that, too. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm for that. 
but the the Dame situation, I, I agree with you now. The longer that plays out, I don't know what's up with. He's not the same player though. He's not making shots. Like he, he he's shooting like thirty eight percent from the field, not three point from the yeah. field. Yeah, you can only blame the ball and the rules so much. That's what I'm saying. When it's that drastic of a, it's a huge dip. But what, what do you think it? What do you think it is? He's not focused like well, he, he had, wants to get out well, of there. He had the issues with Chauncey Billups getting hired initially. Completely forgot about that. Yeah. So he had that. I mean, he's spent the whole off season basically answering questions if he's going to be there or not, or and playing. If, or, yeah, if he's going to be there, if he's happy with Billups, uh, are they going to get rid of McCall? McCollum really quick that carried over because he didn't play too well in the Olympics either. No, nah, but I don't take that. I don't take that for. I'm talking about playing the game. I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. the excess stuff. I'm talking about him actually playing. He didn't play well in the Olympics. He yeah. had to, if you I watched almost every game. He would have wide open shots and could not make it. And you got to understand that three point line is even closer. Yeah, and he couldn't hit. So I mean, I it started there the the uh, the shooting slump. I guess you want to say. I don't know. What would you think? What do you think it is? All the other factors aside from him actually playing. Like, because going into the Olympics, like how you said, new coach, did he have any type of impact with that hiring at all? Like, they didn't consult with him, you know? I think, it, I think it's, f- a, it's a combination of... He felt... The... Answering all these questions about the coaching hire, what's your future in Portland? How many times did he come out and say, like, yo, I'm a retired Blazer. I want to be a Blazer. But that's, having to constantly answer that, it could be a lot. That's where I think the discrepancy happened. You know, he comes out, he's so pro-Portland, and, you know, I want to ride and die with this franchise for the rest of my career. And then Portland goes ahead and hires a coach and doesn't even, like— Consult him. Yeah, pass it by him or anything. It's like a huge slap in the face. Now he looks like an idiot. You know, I'm your franchise guy, and you don't even want to ask me what coach I want to play for. Or, you know, what coach I want to bring in here to help us get to where we got to go. Now, devil's advocate, do they know more than we do where they don't see Dame being there long? So that's why they don't want to consult with him. Could that be the case? That's a, that's a good point, but now I ask you this. Is it worth that headache that you're about to go through? Because you were, I wouldn't say right there, but you were you were in the mix of things. Right or wrong, you were a tough out for teams. Yes, like even the year they got swept by the by the Warriors, they're the only team in NBA history to have double digit leads in the third quarter of all the games that they got swept. So they're right. up like 17, 16, yeah. 16 again, and they they lost those games. Yeah. So you were playing those teams tough, and you're scrappy. Yeah. You have that backcourt, you're gonna get sixty from them in the playoffs, and then the rest is just they've never been able to solve like a wing. A reliable wing. Mm-hmm. They have Nurkic back finally. They're healthy. They're fully healthy finally. And like, do you think it's worth it for you to make an idiot move like that to bring in a coach for his first time to have this type of, you know, I don't know what's going on. It, it, it's like it's wishy washy. It, it's weird the the Dame situation because again, when you have that much of a drop off in your production. I feel like you can't blame the ball on the Colts. Nah, and we've seen him play at the highest level yeah, in yeah, some yeah. of the biggest games and make some of the biggest shots. So I'm not worried about that. He will come back and be, you know, the player he once was. Like it's, Yo, everyone goes this, through. Could this also be the slump that Luca came into the year with last year? There you go. Luca, the first 20 games was not playing yeah. at a high level. He was kind of like going through the motions. He came in heavy, and then this year he plays in the Olympics, gets the Olympic rub, comes into the year. 
but he played exceptional in the Olympics. He did. I'm yeah. telling you. But he also like, has to because that country is yeah. quiet if they don't. <laughs> yeah, but like what the point I'm trying to make with that is it's a rhythm. It's basketball's all a rhythm. It's being comfortable and being in a rhythm more than anything. Yeah. So, you know, that him not having a good Olympic outing, I think contributed to him kind of slumping at the start of the season. It's all a rhythm thing. If he came in firing and he was the, you know, he got the MVP for the team and, you know, he still got the ring, they got the job done and he didn't hurt them, but he wasn't playing his best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could go on and on. Do got to wrap up because most importantly, I got to take a dump. Nice. My boy got to poop. How's that for a visual? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Not pretty. <laughs> Yo, where can they find you, man, if they want to contact you? Um, Nick Dunbar, 718. Twitter and Twitter, Instagram. holla at your boy. Uh, you going to join the not Patreon really now IG. that you heard of? Oh, yeah. I'm not, not really on IG. Mostly Twitter. But um, am I going to join the Patreon? Yeah, now that we're it, giving out free stuff. Now he love it, it, right? It depends how this week goes. <laughs> <laughs> Chief stack for the money. Run back with Cooper. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Zeke, a little Zeke. Zeke only ran for 41 yards, bro. He, he's due for that 100-yard game. Multiple yeah. touchdowns. Chiefs are hot ox. They are. They are. We will catch you guys. Later this week.